From here, everything seemed to get much, much, much faster as we figure out who is and has been master, slave, and free actor. What it is to be grateful that every single one of you is now alive with me and I'm grateful. I am so grateful that every single one of you is alive now with me. It's amazing. It is so amazing because being alive now means standing where you are and releasing death mind, worrying about the tomorrows that you can never divine that will never come because you don't wake up tomorrow and go, oh, look, finally, it's tomorrow. It's always today. Accept and release. Accept and release every single yesterday. Sure, they inform us of how we get to now. But to the extent that it keeps us trapped there, it removes our ability to see the here and the now. Lucid living, halfway in between, being awake and sleeping. It's not being attached to the things that are around you and projecting our judgments and contentions and fears and hopes of all of where we've been and what it means to have somebody around you. So I've been really, really, really focused on accepting the fact that each and every one of us, sure, but me, I am unique. You are unique. Perfection, no matter whose focus. The beautiful thing about now and why it's going to be getting so much faster, feel like it's getting faster. Because right now we're in that beautiful in-between where folks fear is guiding their actions and people's hope and dreams and release of those things bringing them out of preparing for their hereafter it's bringing me out of my hereafter I got goosebumps all over my skin I've been accepting and releasing the need to be in a social media tool (laughs) that has been in all estimation, 
in a destination and I can't stand on someone else's hammer and live there. Because it makes me the tool of some other thing that doesn't matter. Ultimately, to what it means to be alive in this moment. So, I'm going to look at the broad spectrum notion of religion and science, history. I know, it's huge, right? It's as deep as an ocean. If I look at the broad scope of what we have available to us in what we call history, most people would look at it, and to them, I get it. It's a huge damn mystery. Unless someone like me loves the story of us, especially how it relates to me. I couldn't think of things beyond what I could ever know and ever hope to have any kind of way to see the things that really matter to what is and what will be. So here shortly, Sure, we'll open up the mic and let somebody come up and we'll chat. I'd be grateful for a little company. I won't dismiss the notion. I just want you to really feel how grateful I am to be alive with you, with me. So when I looked at history, I had to break it down into something easier to understand. I always thought of it as a giant human <laughs> figuring itself out. Certainly, what we have available to us is the path of that route that's been on a raft, so to speak, and it's made it to our now. See, before we were all in our separate valleys, our rivers. We were separated by oceans. So we didn't have a real way to see what was going on with our neighbors, our brothers and our sisters. But now we are in this moment where truth can set us free. In an instant, it could travel the world. And that's the, that's the idea of rapture and danger to some. Don't you see? Truth can span all oceans and become an inward searching compass navigation azimuth that we can be at the foot of the mountain 
in the middle of the climb, at the peak, and in our prime, or an observer from space on either side of the planet watching the human race. And no one can stop it. No one can keep truth from being what it is and what is truth. Truth must be what aligns my internal subjective experience and, and understanding and knowledge with yours in an associative way. But to remember and always feel in your gut that you are inherently part of a collective with a collective query that is pending of whether we are a valid collective human. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. All the fears, all the tears, things that I felt I had to parry, that I've been dead to life because I've been in my mind and away from seeing everyone clearly. that the only true time that has ever been for me or for you is in the state of agency that I can claim is mine. The only time that ever has or will be is now. If that is where life logically can only be and it's the only concept of time that counts then eternal life get this has always been where your body has always been habituated wait for your mind to understand then habituate port in your body to support the understanding that happens in an instant, just like doubt, where understanding has a sudden route. And you begin to doubt what you know and what you've always known since you were a kid, really. But that was when you were all heart. Growing up as a human is realizing that to leave childhood behind and see things for what they are means acknowledging truth and how it aligns my mind, which comes from my brain, which is in my body which is supported by my heart. We, I know, you know, habits can make and break. But what is 
the aligning truth that aligns us all. It's acknowledging the boundaries of our playground that has always been around each and every one of us. The simple basic things that tie us together, such as we're all born. No one will die our death for us. Guess what? We're all alive now. Here. Whatever room. Lucid living. I don't know how many of you have ever been in that flow. Maybe you're playing music. Maybe you're writing poetry. Maybe you're mowing lawns. Maybe you're in a boat with other bunch of rowers. It doesn't matter if you've experienced it. You may have some reference of what I'm talking about. That being connected and aware of exactly what you're doing and what's happening, but not being so attached to the results that you see and feel clearly. You become this conduit to this collective that we're all attached to. Just like fish in the sea, when they move, they make vibrations that other fish can sense and and understand where they are dynamically. We are in an ocean of air. And guess what our sixth sense is? It's the entire skin covering our body that picks up every vibration, frequency, tone, or passing drone. And our hippocampus getting all the data. Because... For all of us, that hippocampus, that subconscious, where it resides, the thing, the auto, it's the same no matter where your body and your mind reside. That means our waking life, our, our, our mind and our body, <clears throat> is the unique expression that of us, each in our own location. But we're all tied together by the subconscious in this great air of ocean. Now, I'm flowing and going and and sharing what I'm grateful for. Why? Because it's all around. Everyone else's notion of fear and hope and, and, and everything that is going on all around. Lucid living now is being grateful first because people will pray and I'm here to tell you right here, right now, today. You don't get what you acknowledge you don't have you 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 already have what you're grateful for that has always been the hopi indian the way they pray quote unquote pray they acknowledge all cardinal directions and then they put their hand on their heart and they 
become grateful for the rain they already have. You don't have a word for it. That's the beautiful thing about all this is if it sounds all poetry or wispy or some unnatural bliss, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I know what I know because it's evident in all the patterns in nature all around me, in the historic patterns that can be found in the meta and macro and the meta, macro, and micro level of scientific, anthropological, sociological, and physiological science everywhere. It's a pattern. It's evident everywhere. And of course, it would make sense that where you start is inside and the process of validating your own existence. And what is that? Well, you have a subconscious mind and a conscious mind, right? And there's this dynamic between what is good for me internally to do and be like an active process, a verb. If I'm unconditional with myself internally, if I love myself internally, and love cannot stand without full and open communication, and guess what? That's a pattern match for like industrial safety culture because safety is what you do when no one's around and it depends on absolute open communication between everybody and no fear of retribution for pointing out safety dangers at any level or evolution. Therefore, love isn't a vague thing. It is absolutely dependent upon communication. Adult love, not childlike love. Adult love is not an ultimatum. It's not an ownership pledge, oath, or, or, or a penalty. Because if you're in a real loving relationship, you should be able to leave any moment and be free. So, love, internal, unconditional love. What is that? That is being a manager in a safety industrial complex and saying, before I go outside and say, hey, you don't have safety boots on when I'm wearing these. Maybe I should evaluate myself and be sure I have on all the things that I need to be safe first before I go out and tell others or, 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 or <laughs> gripe others out for what they have on or have, don't and have not. So, that's unconditional love internally. That's the internal communication of you considering inwardly. But if I'm unconditional externally, that's not going to work. Because you're declaring, as a victim, you're available and ready for anybody to come shop and take your assets, and, 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 and you're the one left holding the bag going, why? Why? What's the reason? It's because it inverts when it goes from inside you to outside. Blind faith externally means I'm letting someone else dictate to me things that I, I can't figure out. 
So I want to hand it off to somebody or something else and, and hope things work out. But hope, faith, trust, all that, those aren't objects. Those are nouns. <laughs> no, they're not nouns. <gasps> You're right, they're verbs. They're active processes. I can't hand somebody a badge of trust because the worst case scenario is when my back is turned, you see what I'm saying? You have to be aware of what's around. So let's say I'm self-validated. And I go from, am I a valid human? To, yes, I am a valid human. Well, the next one is associative, me and you. Are we a valid association? And that's a little more complex, but essentially it's still a zero and one of either it is a benefit or it isn't. And every other notion isn't very useful in us to getting to figure out whether we're a good association. And then the collective. It either is or isn't. It's either a benefit or it isn't. That's why lukewarm is something that some religions will spew out of your mouth because you're not contributing anything to our whole understanding of where we are. But they're they're each a different level with each their own kind of different way of an analyzing benefit. But the pattern is the same in its a query and response of, am I valid? Yes, I am. Are we valid? Yes, we are. Are we a valid collective? Yes or no? And I'm grateful for that. That pattern, being in the now, agency is a state of being that once you accept the boundaries of your life and that no one can die your death for you, what is there to do to be okay with death? Well, in my experience, it's doing my best. Well, what's my best versus your best? The only metric I can think of that ties it closely together is not passing suffering that I can materially make better. Not give everything to where I'm the sacrifice, but giving what I can and not passing suffering without addressing what I can address. That's my best. That's the beginning of habituation, of releasing everything and finally falling into the state of agency where you could see the choice clearly, which is what? Let me give you an example. Once you're in the state of agency, you have a magnet in front of you. On either side of the magnet is either love or fear. Now, this is how it works. You have the choice clearly before you. You see things clearly. You're in a state of agency because you've accepted and released yourself into it. And it may only be briefly, but you have a choice when you see it. You can either be loving, which does not exert power. It, it waits to be ready for what's drawn in. Or on the other side of the magnet that pushes, that's fear. Now, see how this happens? You fall into your state of agency. You see the magnet in front of you, the clear choice. If you choose love, guess what that does? That keeps you right where you're at. 
in habituating that and being ready for what love draws in to you. Right? Whatever situation, whatever person, you're still in your state of agency and evaluating it clearly. If you choose fear, how do you know? Because you've been pushed out of your state of agency in the now, in the eternal life of now. And you've gotten lost in your mind, worrying and planning futures that will never come, or getting lost in pasts and being goaded by your past to do something you think you need to do for somebody else. So lucid living is learning to accept and release and fall into the state of agency where you can clearly see the choice, which is two signs of a magnet, love or fear, and how you can know between the two of whether or not you can stay in your agency and be ready to draw for what's drawing in or leave your state of agency, which is death of the mind. So, as an applied anthropologist, I have always thought that prophecy was just primitive, primitive pattern matching without the words and the understanding or knowledge necessarily to define that. But I see clearly now that it's very much like predicting the weather. <laughs> they're not right 100% of the time, but they don't have to be, right? They're getting pretty good. It's telling you when a tornado or a hurricane is coming. And that's what applied anthropologists do. We scour story of us in all of its expression. Anthropology is studying a bit of psychology, linguistics, a bit of all this stuff, right? Archaeology, anything that's related to the story of us and finding the pattern that matches, that makes the most sense, that provides the answer in nature that's collaborated and cooperated by other pattern matches of that pattern you find in nature, especially if there are other processes that include things that aren't necessarily with humans in it, in its nature. And that is the baseline that I have found. It is demonstrable. It has been found before, but obscured. Whatever reason, it doesn't matter, ultimately, because I can't change the world. I can just be grateful for the me in the now, in the world right now, there's no many generations. There's only one generation, the generation that's living. And it has all these people coming in and going out all the time. Well, how do you build resiliency of maintaining the understanding from all our gathered knowledge that will be carried forward into this concept of time that we live in, in the now? It's simple. We habituate it not only in our body individually, but in our associations locally and our collective body over time habituates the truth indelibly on our hearts. That port the understanding of our mind 
which is neat because I'm here to tell you what people think of as the spirit, the flow, um, the divine. It's really a process of accepting and letting go. You don't need to plan for the future. If you're in the now, if you have your agency and you understand the basic baseline nature of your own reality, you will be able to see any situation for what it is that comes to you. There is no such thing as fake news. I tell you that there's nothing more assuring than knowing that love is what you accept for yourself and release everything else that will take you off the bedrock of being able to see clearly that you have always been what's most important and needed and necessary for all of us to be and see each other clearly. And that is lucid living, my friends. And I'm so grateful that you're alive and here now. Yeah, if anybody wants to chat for a couple of minutes, dial on in. Whew. That felt good. See, I knew it was time to get on and broadcast because I was getting all these goosebumps from what I was seeing and experiencing, just kind of pulling out and floating through Twitter and Facebook and all these different social media spaces because I determined I needed to pull out of them. At least in I can habituate some kind of recovery from the trauma of living life without any kind of knowledge of... Or uh, from the trauma of freaking out my mama when I was a kid. Freaked her out. Totally freaked her out. You know how? Man. That's a story. That maybe isn't for now. But if you ever want to understand the choice and you want to see love clearly... Oh, hey, anybody dialing in? No? Let me tell you, just heads up. You will suffer much before you can see it clearly. And I was a latchkey kid. Most of my childhood was me being locked out of the house or put in a different room. So I had to figure things out on my own reading books and looking at maps and listening and observing and doing everything that I could to try and figure out how to get anybody to like engage in a way that was successful and faking it till you make it. It's no good because physical maturity has nothing to do with mental maturity. They're two are interlocked, but I mean, if you're going to consider what's most dangerous, a physically immature person or a, a mentally immature person, well, then 
that should inform you right there that if you're going to mitigate the worst case scenario as you do in safety culture uh, or any communication really whether your cell structure right the pattern matches there by the way or physics which is another deep layer that uh, maybe it's not time to get into right now anyway nobody nobody wants to come in and ask okay well then here we are at last to be grateful in the now is lucid living call it what you want i was born and raised christian i am not christian now and i don't own a label because any label i might own is a projection into some kind of non-future and i don't want to be dead again i like being alive <laughs> but in my tradition it's called rapture and rapture is who it's when you have that moment of understanding and all the knowledge and in that regard uh, the prophecies of the dreams of revelation those make sense now because guess what you're on cloud servers and the message has finally been found again <laughs> it's back because what resurrects us from being dead into eternal life but the logic <laughs> the pure logic of how how there are levels of relatability that is as solid and measurable and quantifiable as einstein's theory of relativity don't take my word for it though folks go look if you earnestly seek after truth you will find it and it will set you free as of now I, I, till until it we're all here it's, it's a little lonely <laughs> so just here to tell you truth is uh might just be me handing you a broom going congratulations here you go <laughs> let's get sweeping immaturity is not taking responsibility for what is and waiting for somebody else to do what we're supposed to do because we don't understand what it is we're supposed to do and we think chumps are the ones who do x y or z but actually you're the one who has to take care of you don't you see if you aren't self-reliant and this is proven when you are self-reliant and everyone is self-reliant you always have more than you could ever need and you have plenty to spare but if you collaborate like let's say you're going on a camping trip and you don't want to have to think about being clean so you give money to them so they could do a shower well money external value that's exchanging your own responsibility with value and then you sit there and judge well that shower doesn't look so good and then you and you come on are you serious just because you didn't want to bring your own shower and you gave money now you get to sit in judgment on somebody else who did for everyone that that's kind of a narrow approach <laughs> the only time i've had a really good time is when everyone brought their own stuff and there was always plenty for everyone to have yeah don't believe me i did it at burning man seven years the only year that at the end of the event i was shocked that we had 
plenty of water, plenty of food, plenty of everything is when we did that. All the camps that we like pooled our money, it's a good notion, but I found that all good intentions ultimately start in fear about others' notions. I know, I know. Trust me, you're not feeling anything now that I hadn't gone, oh, ooh, ow, myself already. So we got maybe two minutes and then I'm going to wrap this up and be grateful that you're alive here now with me in, in lucid living. This is how I'm habituating in my body is spending some time every day either ruminating on the notion, just sitting and humming on it, whatever it is. However you habituate, truth, truth is being here now and remembering to know it. Whoa. Yeah. Get that. That eternal life is what happens before death, not after. Because why? Why would why would it be a reward or punishment? for after we're off the stage. I want my rewards and punishments live so I can make my adjustments as needed and be grateful for every single one of you. Right now, let me see who's here. I'm going to list you off. To Marcy N., J.P. Not Morgan, Michael J., Introverted Decisions, Deleted User with 20 Followers, Robert Prash, Andre Raquel, Cecilia Grace, Ali, Short Bus Debate Club, Reggie Woodwoodson, Curtis J, Fulfillment Obi, Life Upgrade uh, Podcaster, Davy Astrophysics, Ari Neary, uh, Neary, Matt, Wisdom's Auntie Lady Cool, Taylor Hartley, Zen Master, Kat, and Nelson, JL, Gideon Sr., and Roy. I am, I am so grateful for every single one of you being alive today. Be safe out there. See you along the way.